may see you, so that we may receive revelation, not knowledge, but revelation, so that we can know you better. In the name of Jesus, we ask. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh. You know, I, I got two messages in one sense. You know, that uh, the Bible says that faith comes by hearing. Okay? The Bible does not say that faith comes by having heard. Okay, and uh, you, you have to understand that when you and I we become Christians, we are always swimming upstream. Meaning that it's no such thing as that you say, "I'm just having a rest." Uh, it's like if you don't do anything, you start floating downstream again. Okay, and one of the things we are notorious at in church is that. We're living in the past. Okay, we're living of stories that have happened. We 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 talk about the good old days, which were, weren't that good if you start thinking about it. Okay, and uh, but it says faith comes by hearing, meaning is something we you and I have to do consistently. <coughs> do you understand? Is you know it's not enough that you hear it once. I don't know, you've probably all been to meetings, heard a sermon, and then spoke to you. But after a few days, that message disappeared, and you still couldn't manifest what you have heard. Because of the first time you're hearing it, you don't get it. Yeah. Uh, do you understand? Where, you know, faith comes by hearing. Con uh, that, that, that talks about a consistent effort I have to do. I have to keep hearing. And, uh, and it's now, it's very interesting that it say, Romans 10, 17 says, So faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of Christ. Yeah. Now, notice here it says the word of Christ. It doesn't say faith comes by the word from the Bible. Now you have to understand, uh, the problem with the word Christ is that that's not the last name of Jesus. Do you understand? You know, it's like Christ is a Greek word that has not been translated, but it has been transferred. So, like, if you ask what is the name of Jesus, and you say Jesus Christ, so Jesus is his first name, Christ is his last name. No, Mary's name was not Mary Christ. Okay, it wasn't Joseph Christ. Okay, Christ means the anointed one. Do you understand that? So when you see that, that, that Jesus, when we say Jesus Christ, what we are saying, Jesus, the anointed one. Do you understand that? So here he says, so faith comes by from hearing and hearing by the word of the anointing. Which is different from the word. Do you, do you, you know, the, the reason for why you and I we are called to preach the gospel and not called to preach the law or preach the word is that you don't need to be anointed to preach the word. You don't need to be anointed to preach the law. You don't need to be anointed to talk about Jesus. But you need to have the anointing to reveal Jesus. 
and and a lot of what and the problem is that <coughs> that our culture, the way we thinking, is influenced by by Greek philosophy. So everything that we the way we understand the world is that we we thinking. If I can understand it, so we can actually end up ending up believing that I got it because I know. It. But you can know and not having it. Just like you can know a person, but you don't know that person. Do you understand? I don't know if you have any idols or when you were a teenager, you had a post on your wall of someone and you know a lot of information about that specific person. But if you walk down the street and that person walked opposite you and you said hello, they would look at you, who are you? Are you stalking me? They don't know who you are. You know a lot about them. That's why, like, uh, especially actors, you know, have you noticed that if, if there's an actor who consistently play a bad person in a role, we start assuming this is how that person is. You know, like, if you know Mr. Bean, like, you're just thinking, that man, how can you... You know, just, if you met Mr. Bean, you will think he's so stupid. Because, but that's not him. Do you understand? So you can know about, but not know him. And so it's important we understand. So faith comes from hearing, and hearing by the word of Christ. So we, so, so we have, for, so for you and I, to develop faith, it's not just that you're reading the word, that's a good beginning, but you need to have a relationship with the anointed one. Do you understand? That's why you can have theologians who are professors in theology and they don't know Jesus. They know the word. <coughs> okay? So faith comes by hearing. So there's something you have to hear every single day. You cannot live on yesterday. You have to hear every single day. And that's why you'll see that that is not in our culture to do that. Because we're thinking, oh, I know that scripture. But if we really knew... I'm telling you, one of the things that many pastors wasting a lot of their time on is counseling. I'm telling you, it, it, it's, it's a bad habit many pastors are coming to that they spend most of their time counseling people because all they're doing is what they're doing, they're counseling to their flesh. They're trying to keep alive the old person. But Jesus is not here to improve your old person. Do you understand? We, that person has to be crucified with Jesus on the cross. Okay? It, it's very important we understand. You know, but a lot of the teaching is really about I'm trying to improve my old person. You know, like how to deal with this and how to deal with that and how to deal with this and how to. Deal with this. No, the way to deal with it is we have a revelation that Jesus died and you died with him, that person you're referring to don't exist anymore. Yeah, amen. Do, you, do you understand? And, and it's only at that point you can become a new creation. You can embrace a new creation. The problem is it's like in America now, that if you immigrate to America, you can still be a Filipino American. You can be an Afro-American. You can be a Chinese-American. This is how they say it. And we've done the same in the kingdom of God. You can be a 
Filipino Christian, a Chinese Christian, an English Christian, but in the kingdom of God, there is no such thing as this. There is only one group of people, that is Christians. Amen. But, when we, but when we add the other thing to it, what happens is that we see, the way we see things will be through the, 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 the lens of our own personality. Did you, do you understand? And every culture has that, and that is our biggest challenge. Did you know that we, you know, physically, our eyes, if you took our eye out and looked through the, the, the lens, we see everything upside down. So, so when we see things, we actually see one another upside down, but, in, but when it goes through our eye, our eyes, our brain turns it the other way around. Do you understand that? And that's the same thing that when you hear something, and when we, when we keep holding on to that I am a this and I am a that Christian, everything that you hear, you will see through that lens, or it will be turned to that way you're hearing it. And that is where, so, so, so which means without us realizing it, we can actually take the impossibilities of this world with us into the kingdom of God. Yes, we like to say Luke 137 for, for God, nothing is impossible. We see it, but when we see it, it comes through our lens and we say, for God is nothing impossible except. Mm, yeah. But the thing is that we have to cut this completely out and say, I am a new creation. That's, and the early church knew that. That's why it was, it was quite common. In the early church, that people, when they got born again, they changed name. No, not because of that I didn't like the name my parents gave me. No, because their personality transformed completely. It was a new creation. It was not an improved creation. It was a new creation. And they stopped referring to themselves as how we were before they met Jesus. They, they referred themselves to how they are now in Christ. But, Christian, so, but so it's important, Jesus is not here to improve our lives. He's here to kill the old and give you a new life. Yeah. And, we, and it's so vital we understand this, because if you don't understand this, the, the, the promises in the Word of God will be like, you can see them, but there's a glass wall between you and the promise. You can see it, but you can't touch it. Do you, do you understand that? So we have to. So 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 when we are experience, we are a new creation. We start not just knowing about Jesus. We start knowing Him. Okay. So it's the Word that comes from Christ, the Anointed One, that creates faith. Amen. Mm. Amen. It's it's the anointed word that creates faith, and and you, I'm telling you, it's not to be negative, but there but there is so much in the Western Church that has nothing to do with faith. It's either philosophy, uh, information, history lessons, or whatever, but it's not revelation. And therefore, you will find very often people are just struggling and struggling and struggling. And when the test comes, they respond exactly the same way as in the world. I was just thinking this morning, uh, now I can't remember her name. There was this, we had a, back in 2008, there was this 
American woman who came for a short while. She's in America now. Her husband passed away. And I remember when I went to her funeral, her, not her funeral, her, her husband's funeral, that you have to understand that, that that was, you know, like I didn't like the funeral we had for Christina because it was like too secular. Uh, but at that funeral, it was a party. Yeah. Why? Because we were not mourning, we were celebrating that this person is go has gone home to be with Jesus. Do you, do you understand? You know, but it, there was such a joy in that. You know, like that's why for a Christian funeral you shouldn't really wear black. Do you, do you understand? Someone said to me once, it's funny, when you get born, everyone around you is smiling. And you crying. Yeah. When you're dying, you look relaxed, yeah. and everyone else around you are crying. <laughs> That's true. You, you know, it's quite interesting. You know, I, if you ever speak to people, or been in room with people who've been with people who just at the moment they pass away, if they're Christians, you know, if you're not a Christian, be worried, okay? But if you are born again, that's why it's so important, you know is that they have a smile on their face. My, my sister-in-law, you know, just when she went, a big smile came on her face, her husband said. Do you understand why? Because she suddenly saw into something. And, and there was this couple uh, there, the woman, the whole afternoon of the day when she was going to the park, uh, cross over, she said to her husband, and he asked, why are you keep looking out of the window? And she said, can't you see those two handsome men sitting out there? And he looked out, he couldn't see anything. But what happened was, she saw two angels. Okay? And, 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 and we, we, but, but because of many times in our Western Christianity, it's all, it gets stuck up in our head. But, it's not, but Christianity is not head knowledge, it's the heart that matters. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the anointing, by the word of the anointing. Okay? And it's vital we know that. That's why like you can have all the knowledge about healing, but can't get healed. Because the healing can sit up in your head. That's why like you know that after years of marriage you start seeing that your behavioral pattern starts becoming similar. If you don't believe me, just look at those two. <laughs> no, but do you understand me? But, but it's not something we do on purpose. It's something that we just do. And the same thing with, with, with Jesus is that it's like we cannot be taught to behave as a Christian. Do you understand? Did you know that? No, no, no that's not what I want to say. But so, so our job, our responsibility is to keep hearing. That's good. Amen. Do you understand? Keep hearing. Keep hearing. If you come to a point where you say, oh, I know that verse, or I know that verse, I'm telling you, be careful because the devil is trapping you. Right. How does he trap you? By knowledge. That's why knowledge puffs up, but love 
gratifies. Now, this is not talking about sexual education. This is talking about spiritual knowledge. You know, people can say, oh, I know the Bible, I know the Bible, I know the Bible, I know. It's good you know the Bible, but do you know the anointed one? Amen? Amen? <laughs> and so, 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 like, so, but, so, 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 hearing, so this is something I need to keep hearing. I need to keep being in relationship with Jesus. Yes. Amen? Yes. I need to keep being in relationship with Him. And it's in Him. Faith grows. Yes, yes, amen. Do you understand that? And so, so, that, so, like many times, people say to me, you know, because seriously, you know, that when you hear testimonies from Asia compared to testimonies in the West, we in the West have been thinking, as long as I know it, that means I can have it. But it's not that. It's not the knowing. It's the revelation. Do you understand? And sometimes you have to work to get revelation. Just like when you start speaking in tongues sometimes, it's not always uh, in the beginning, you don't feel anything, okay? But you have to keep going and suddenly you have a breakthrough. Do you you understand? It's like when you start reading the Bible and uh, it's not always exciting, but if you keep reading it, suddenly you get a breakthrough and suddenly it opens up. What happens is you keep going. I, I don't know, have you ever watched the movie? Everyone talks about it. And then, after a while, I think this is the most boring movie I ever watched. And then, suddenly, the whole movie changed. <coughs> I remember, I, you probably never heard of that movie, but I remember when I was younger, there was a movie that was very famous with Robert De Niro called The Deer Hunter. And everyone said it was a brilliant film. The first hour was the worst part I ever watched. It was so boring. But after an hour, the movie just completely changed. Do you understand? And, and the, the same thing, sometimes you, you have to be persistent and revelation will come. Yes. We have to work on that. So the same thing is, that, so like, you, when, so you can ask, when have I got it? When you can manifest it. Do you know, there, there are sermons that I have listened to over a hundred times now. And I can quote them word by word by word, but I still need to keep hearing it. Why? Because it needs to be established in my heart. So that you can, so if you wake me up 2 o'clock in the morning, no matter what, the same reaction will come. Yes. I, I got that with German grammar. <coughs> Do you know that? I know my German teacher. She was very scary. Okay? You can wake me up anytime and I can tell you all about the German grammar, you know, where there's some system. I can tell you, I can still remember it. Yeah. I can do a bit, uh, standing on one leg or whatever, because it just came in at that time, because I was so scared of her. Okay, she was really... Uh, okay, when I became a Christian, I started praying for her husband, because I really pitied him. Okay, anyway, so... So faith comes by hearing. Okay? Now, faith in action is like what someone said. The way you spell faith is R-I-S-K. Risk. Okay? That's why we are not moved by what we see. We are moved by what we believe. And of course, that's easy to say. But you probably all noticed, 
is a different thing to live by. And that's why we need to encourage one another to live by that, not encourage one another when we fail, but encourage one another to push on. You know, Peter, he did that. When Jesus said, I'm going to be crucified, and when Peter, he thought, no, dear Jesus, you don't need to do that. And when Jesus said to him, get behind me, Satan. You know, if from a point of view, human point of view, say, why he say that to Peter? Peter is nice to him. But you know what? I noticed in England, people killing one another with niceness. Have you know? So you know, and and the devil will kill you without even you knowing he's killed you. It's like the 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 Japanese who got uh, executed by. So you know the you know the samurai sword is very sharp. So so the guy who had to be executed was the samurai. So 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 the sentence was we're going to cut his head off. So the samurai he did it in one swap. And the guy who got his head cut off, he said, oh, nothing happened. The head is still here. And then the samurai said, try and bend. And he fell off. Okay, you did. But faith, we, we, you, you know, don't be afraid of taking risks. Why? Because there's only where your faith will truly come alive. No, you, you heard phrases like, we need to come out of the comfort zone. Okay? We, you know, we need to go beyond where we are comfortable. You know, actually, in the world, very, it's become very famous now. But, you know, leadership courses, what do they, they take people out, uh, people who are afraid of heights, we take them up in an airplane push them out in a parachute and things like what 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 are we doing we're we're breaking the barriers so where people realize i can actually do more than i actually realized that i could so they bring down barriers so that they expand them as human beings okay and the same thing in faith but always take that extra step do you understand? Take that extra step. You'll be amazed to see how things will develop and grow. Okay? And so, so when I walk by faith, you know, no, I'm not saying stupid risk, but you have to step out a little bit. I'm not saying you need to take a long, big, huge step. First, just take a step out of your comfort zone and you will start seeing your faith develops. Okay? So... So, uh, so this, so I for, for Acts fourteen eight to ten. This is uh, about the uh, uh, paralyzed man in Lystra, and it says, and he was hearing the apostle Paul preaching and say, and there sat a certain man at Lystra, impotent in his feet, being a cripple from his mother's womb, who never had walked. The same heard Paul speak, who steadfastly beholding him. And perceiving that he had faith to be healed. Okay? So there was a certain man, certain man at Lystra, impotent in his feet, meaning he couldn't move. Do you understand? Do you know what? Knowledge, if, if your faith is only knowledge, or your understanding of the Bible is only knowledge, you don't move. Do you understand? You don't grow. So he was being equivalent from his who have never walked, 
The same heard Paul, and then who steadfastly beholding him. That talks about he was continually hearing him. He didn't just hear, hear one sermon. Originally, it actually indicates he kept hearing, hearing, hearing. So if Paul was finished one place, they, they moved him to the next place, Paul, he kept hearing until now faith could be seen. When, when suddenly Paul, he saw, you got faith to be healed. And he said, stand up. And he was disobedient, Bible say, because he stood up, he leaped up and walked. That's not what Paul says. He says, just stand up. Okay? But, but, but it comes by hearing. Hearing. And hearing. And like what well, was a preacher who said like this. When you start realizing you have a kingdom mentality, it is when the impossible starts looking possible. Okay? If it's impossible, still looks impossible, keep hearing. How long? Until the impossible starts looking possible. Okay? And, and, and you, can, you, you can only get that from, from the Holy Spirit. Okay? Another thing about relationship with God is very important we understand is that you must want the relationship more than you would want the promise from the one who gives you promise. Do you know, but that's why Abraham, he was asked to sacrifice Isaac. Do you know, that, that was the promise. That, that, that was the promised son that he was... Why? What was the purpose? It, the purpose was that God wanted to see <coughs> do you treasure the one who gives the promise more than the promise itself. Amen. Do you understand? I know people, if something goes wrong in the circumstances, the first thing is, why God, why God, why God? No, don't ask like that. Because if you keep holding on to Him, circumstances will turn around. You know what? Moses said, if your presence don't go with us, I'm not moving. He, he realized something. That the presence is more important than anything else. If you have the presence of God, what you see in the natural will change. Joseph, when he was in the pit, now that was the lowest point. He was, now think about it. He was accused of rape. Now he was a slave. He was betrayed by his brothers. Sold. Imagine, he says down in the well. And when we can hear discussing, shall we kill him or sell him? You know, think about being rejected. Okay, and when anyway, he he was betrayed one after another. He lost everything. He has been humiliated. You know, that's how it happened when they sold slaves. You no know, slaves. You know, they were treated like horses basically before people bought them. But he says God was with him. And do you know what? He didn't stay in the pit. He became the second in command of the wealthiest nation in the world. Because what, what happened? Because God was with him. The presence is the most important thing. Yes. Do you understand that? The presence is the most important thing. It's more important than the promise. And there's, yeah, sadly, I will say to you, I've seen people, once they got what they wanted, the pursuit of Jesus stops. Do you understand? 
And it's sad. Why? Because we were so much more. We were so much more. Okay? You might think you have a big dream, a big, and God gives it to you, but what God has in store for you is far bigger. Do you understand? It's even bigger. You might think you have great dreams about yourself. God's dreams about you is even greater. Amen. Do you understand? So as long as you have Him, don't ever stop pursuing Him. Don't ever stop pursuing Him. Okay? And uh, so he kept listening. So, so, so just to repeat it again. And so, so the relationship. So he says, uh, Jesus... I says, well done. Jesus is not here to improve our own life. He's here to, he, was, he came here to let it die. Okay. And, and, and that's where we have the battle. Because the world, our families, they will try to hold us to our past. Do you understand? Yeah, but I'm a new creation. Yeah, but you are like this, and you are like this, and they will, no. You, that's why you need church to remind you of not who you were, but about who you are. Amen. Amen. You are a new creation. Yeah, but the doctor said I'm this. My family say I'm like that, and so on. And 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 you might even agree with them, but that's where you can't even judge yourself. That's where you need with body to remind you of who you are. Okay? Yes. So, so you are a new creation. So when you say, if you say, oh, but you are like this, you, you know, you are always impatient. You know, now you can either agree or you can disagree. Who do we refer to? The old person. Now, you have to say, no, I'm not. I'm a new creation in Christ. Even if you think, yeah, I am impatient, I agree, what it? but what you have to understand, you have to stop and cut off that part. As long as you agree with them, you will not get rid of it. Do you, do you understand? The thing is that you and I, we need to, you know, the Bible says we need to consider Jesus all the time. And the thing is, you cannot look at Jesus... And look at your old person at the same time. You have to make a choice. It's like when the Israelites with the snake, one snake in the desert, when they were bitten by the snakes, you can't look at the symptoms and look at the one snake at the same time. You have to make a choice. Just like you and I, we have to make a choice. Am I going to keep looking at my own so-called weaknesses? That is, or am I going to keep looking at Jesus? Do you, do you understand? And, and that, that is something that is difficult because we say, yeah, but, yeah, but you know, yeah, you know, you know, we know, no, no, what you, what you know is that you know you want me to refer to my flesh, to my old person that is dead, but it's, it still looks alive. No, no, yeah, but that's a lie. It's dead. I'm a new creation. I don't understand why we don't, why we don't make songs like that anymore. In the 70s, but it's, I am a new creation, no longer under condemnation. And you know, you know, these are the things we need to remind ourselves of. But now, today, we make teaching about how to become more patient. No, that's not how we say it, how to become more Christ-like. But do you know how you become Christ-like? Die! 
Amen. Amen. Yes. Not by being nicer, but dying. <coughs> How do we become more patient? Oh, I'm, I am, I'm patient on myself. Die! Yeah. At a funeral, you know, it takes long. <laughs> Get on with it! <laughs> no, whatever. Can you imagine? I, I remember I read a testimony many years ago. I, I always wanted to... So it's a shame that was before mobile phones and everything because I would love to see that there was a young girl who died in Africa and uh, so because of the heat so we had to bury them very quickly and then in the middle of a funeral she just sat up in the coffin <laughs> and then the whole church ran out <laughs> and I, can, I, I just have this picture in my head the coffin in the middle of an empty church, and the girl is sitting in the, in the coffin, and then someone opened the sneaking behind me, and she's still there. Okay. But the thing is that we, we, are, we, are, we have to understand that we are new creations. Okay? And when you start understanding that you are there, now you can have this thing where it says, He will give you what your heart's desire. Because your heart's desire will be Him. And when you have him, all the other things will just attract, be attracted to you. Do you know what is interesting? You know, I was just thinking the other day, uh, many, many years ago when we were looking for a house. So we were looking for a, at a house near where we live now, but it wasn't really what I... Anyway, and I remember we just drove past our estate and I, I was just thinking, looking down the hill to the estate, where we said, oh, it would be nice to live down there. Three years later, we lived there. Ten years later, it, it, it dawned on me that that is actually what I thought. Yeah. You know what? You know, when you pursue him, he will make sure he will give you what he will add to your life what your hearts desire. Amen. Amen? So, so, he, so like the paralyzed man, you know, he couldn't walk. He's always been uh, paralyzed. He was crippled. Everything was wrong with him, but he could do one thing. He could listen. Okay? He could listen. He could listen. He could listen. Do you know, you, can, you might say, but this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. But you can listen. And faith comes by hearing. I heard this funny joke. No, no, it's not a joke, actually. I, can you remember this old General, General Schwarzkopf? You know, the guy who was in charge of the, the coalition in, in the Iraq war, Norman, Norman Schwarzkopf. So he was saying, he, he said he got two dogs. And he said, one, he got a big German shepherd that was really, really big, he said. And when he got another dog that is only about four or five pounds, <coughs> Not very big, but I don't know what dog it was. But he said, the little dog, he says, so he said, who do you think who is in charge? The little one. I said, do you know why? Because the little one thinks he looks like the big one. Because he's never looked in the mirror. <laughs> and the big dog thinks he looks like the little dog. <coughs> so depending on what are you looking at. The devil keeps wanting you to look at your old person. He will even highlight some good things with the old person. Because if he highlights the good things, he knows you also consider the bad things. Do you understand? 
But Jesus just came and said, you know, it's all gone. Okay? It's all gone. You are a new creation. The devil, you did this, you are like this, just said, no, he's dead. That person is dead. That person is dead. Yeah, but you did this. Uh, did this and I can find people who can test me. that person is dead yeah. imagine if you can come to a point in your life like the apostle Paul that says I have wronged no man yes. I always wonder the apostle Paul he's coming to town to preach and a single mom with her young child who is coming to preach the Apostle Paul, who is he? He was one who killed your dad. <laughs> what is he preaching about? Forgiveness. <laughs> but, but it was not something he made up. He realized, I, he, he, he caught, I am a new creation. Amen. Amen. And we, you and I, we have to do the same. We have to catch it. You know, if you catch that, now... We're healing. We're, we're always, for example, we're healing. We all, most Christians that I know, they approach it the wrong way around. They, they, the way many Christians approach healing, they approach it from a perspective of, I'm the sick that is trying to get healed. Yeah. But if, I, if the Bible says, if he is, so am I in this world. Yeah. Is Jesus sick? No. So what? So what? So the way you should approach process is: I am the healed. That sickness is attacking. Yeah, that's right. That's why, like, if you notice, with people who have been diagnosed, for example, with cancer, and say, I got. They 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 take ownership of it. But, it's, but you shouldn't. Because it's not yours. You are the healthy one. Where sickness is attacking you. Now your attitude to resist it is different. Than someone who is ill trying to be healed. But we have to see ourselves in Christ. Amen. Amen. So that's what it means to be a new creation. And, and that's where Romans 12.2 talks about we need to renew our mind. Yeah. We need to change the way we think. And first and foremost, we need to change how we think about ourselves. Yeah. Amen? Do you know, we are the, our, you, know, you think someone condemns you, nothing compares to how we condemn ourselves. Mm. We think someone judging us, nothing compares to how we judge ourselves. Mm. Okay, but the Bible says, just as you are you commanded to forgive others, you're also commanded to forgive yourself. Amen. <coughs> Amen? Yes. So you go home and say, I forgive you. <laughs> and then the mirror cracks again. <laughs> no. <laughs> if you, and if there's no thumbs coming up on the other side, you need to be worried. <laughs> Okay, but so he continues to, to listen. Okay, so when you des- when your hearts desire him, he will give you what your hearts desire, yeah. and without even you realizing it. Yeah. And that's when it talks about the blessing of the Lord, make it rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. Mm-hmm. Amen? Amen. And uh, so. 
so, so when we become Christians, it's not to add Jesus to our lives. He becomes our life. Amen. Amen. Acts 17, 28 says, For in him we live and move and exist. It's not an addition to our life. He becomes our life. When you get married, it's not just an addition to your life. It becomes your life. Okay? When are we married? Uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. <laughs> you know, no. It, it, was, it is the same with Jesus. It's not an addition because the thing is that when you and I become Christians, we are moved in Him. Yes. That's why the New Testament talks a lot about it, especially in the epistles of Paul. He says, in Him, in Christ, in Him, in Christ, yes. in Him. And I, as I said to you, if you don't know who you are, that's who you are. So in Him I can do all things. That means I can do all things. I am glorified in Christ. I'm not going to be glorified. I am glorified. Do you know, when, when God the Father sees you, He sees Jesus. Amen. When the devil sees you, he sees Jesus. It's only you who tells you, I'm in here. <laughs> it's you who tells him. Because all he can see is you. Okay? Remember when, remember when we talked about uh, the, the wooden boards in the tabernacle? It was wood covered in gold. You can't see the wood. You can only see the gold. You can only see the gold. And you know what is fascinating also? That... The more you are with other Christians, instead of what, what we're doing is pulling down, we should reflect the glory upon one another. Because when the wooden boards were in, was in the, like in the square, when, when the light came, it reflected on one another. So everyone was shining. But what do we do? We look at the wood. Yeah. We see the wood. And, we, and you know, we see the wood in ourselves and we see the wood in others, definitely. Okay? But, what ha but the devil don't see. He, sometimes we just say, what, what are we talking about? I can only see gold. Yes. I can only see gold. And now, remember, the, uh, uh, actually, I, I'll just go to it. It's Exodus 26. Okay? Uh, 26, 26, and say, And you shall make bars of shittim wood, five for the boards of the one side of a tabernacle, and five bars for the boards of the other side of a tabernacle, and five bars for the boards of the side of a tabernacle, for the two sides westward, and the middle bar in the midst of the board shall reach from end, end to end. And you shall overlay the boards with gold. Amen? Yes, amen. You shall overlay the bars with gold and make their wings of gold for places for the bars and you shall overlay the bars with gold and you shall wear up the tabernacle according to the fashion thereof which was showed you on the mountain. And you shall make a veil of blue and purple and scarlet and fine twined linen of cunning work with cherubims shall it be made. And you shall hang it, these are the wooden bars, and you shall hang it upon four pillars of shittim wood overlaid with gold. Where you cannot see the wood at all. 
Their hooks shall be of gold upon. Now, remember the, 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 the bars, the wooden bars, they are not put in the ground. They are put in a foundation upon the four sockets of silver. So the wood, so the wood here, so the, is put down in the foundation of silver. Remember what silver is? Redemption. Every time you see silver in the Bible, the symbolic uh, meaning is silver symbolizes redemption. You know, remember what I talked about last Sunday about the full armor of God. That our, what, what did we have on our sh- feet? The shoes of the gospel, basically. Our, we standing on silver. We, you know, we, our foundation is redemption. We are not standing on the nature because we are not touching the earth. Our standing, our foundation is redemption, the cross. That's why no matter where you are, no matter what happened, there is always hope. Amen. Amen. There is always hope. It doesn't matter how bad it looks, there's always hope. Why? Because your foundation is redemption. Okay? Redemption. Remember that. That's why that we don't pre- if, we, if you preach the word of the law, that's not the foundation of redemption often. Yeah. Yeah. It's the foundation of condemnation. Yeah. We call it conviction, but it is condemnation. Right. Our foundation is the silver redemption. Yeah. Amen. Amen. That's where we stand. Where, where our feet with the gospel. The gospel is a message of redemption. That God can redeem you. Yes. Yeah, but you don't know how bad it is. It, uh, yeah, but I know how powerful the blood is. Amen. Yeah, but you don't know. So are you saying you're bigger than God now? No, that's not what I'm saying. Yeah, but you're saying that you're bigger than God because you're saying your problem is bigger than God's ability to redeem it. No. Yeah, so we're standing on silver. We're standing on the cross. That's, we, we, you know, in the New Testament, it's symbolized with sandals. Do you know, the ones who don't wear sandals, they are slaves. Before we became born again, what were we? Slaves of sin. Luke 15, what happens to the prodigal son when he comes back? The father gives him sandals. Why? Because he's no longer a slave. Amen. He gives him a ring on his finger. What is that? That is authority. You know, in, 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 uh, uh, before, before internet and all these things, when you were sent out, the guy who sent you out, he will give you his signet ring. And that ring was as good as if that person himself was there. Yeah. If you broke something, you didn't break the law towards him. And that's the same with you and me. We didn't get a ring. We got a name. Above all names. The name of Jesus. Amen. And every name. That you can name. Shall bow his knees. To the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Don't try with your mother-in-law. Mother-in-law name of Jesus. No, no, don't try that. Okay. (laughs) Oliver, don't. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
you know, but no, but we have to understand our foundation is redemption. Our foundation is silver. We are not of this world. Yes, no, but if we stood, if, you know, if the wooden poles was was put into the ground, it's like what we're thinking because we say, "I am like this, I am like that," and in my family, there one this disease and this disease and this DNA, you know, and this, because what 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 do we do? They, they put the wooden planks into the ground, but our wooden plank is on redemption. Amen. Do you do you understand? I, there is no. When, when the doctors ask you, has anyone else had problems in your family with this and so on and so forth and so on and so forth? And you say, oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Because Jesus has no heart problems. Amen. Jesus has no problems physically. <coughs> and I, he is my family line. Amen. And that's what is so difficult for many people to understand. Because of we 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 thinking we have to be realistic. We have to be no. You have to be in faith. Amen. Do you, do you understand? You have to be in faith mm-hmm. or in trust. That's why and, and so and that's why like my one of my favorite verses in Proverbs, Proverbs twenty nine eighteen in the Amplified. There, there is no vision. This is what people preach. Where there is no vision, where there is no plan, if you don't have a strategy, if you don't have a... No, that's, but that's not what it says. In the original here, in the Amplified, it says, and the Amplified, what does that do? Amplifies. <laughs> it's really deep theo- theological teaching today, isn't it? And, uh, and it says, uh, Proverbs 29.18 says, Where there is no vision, and then there is a bracket here, no redemptive revelation of God. No redemptive revelation of God. No redemptive revelation of God. <coughs> the people perish. Why? Because if, if there's no redemptive knowledge of God, there's no hope. Do you know the, the worst thing that could happen for a person is to lose hope. Okay, now, now you can understand Hebrews 11.1. 1. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. That's why redemptive knowledge is so important. You see your circumstances, you see maybe in your body or whatever it may be, but when you remember, I am in Christ. He can redeem this. Actually, he can. No, he has redeemed it. Now, what happens? Hope comes. And now, what happens? I realize he's done it. Through my faith, I claim it. Do you you understand? This is what the gospel is about. That's why we have to have redeeming knowledge of Jesus. It doesn't matter what you've gone through. It doesn't matter what the devil tried to do in your circumstances. Our foundation is redemption. He plucked us in. Okay? Yeah, oh yeah, I have all these weaknesses and things like that, but he covered it. That's why the Bible talks about the love covers a multitude of sins. That's the gold. And as you know, so the love 
and the goal is really the same. So when you shine, so so when when he shines on you, you shine love towards other, and they shine back. So so you could be, oh, you're lovely. No, you're lovely. No, you're lovely. No, you're lovely. You're more lovely than me. No, no, no. Until it's like these people. When, remember when you got for even you were you were in love. So you hang up. No, you hang up. No, you hang up. <laughs> yeah, I mean suddenly someone hang up. Oh, <laughs> they hung up. <laughs> okay, but we have to understand this is so important because we we need the supernatural back. We don't want a Christian philosophy. We don't want a Christian uh, moral uh, code. We want Jesus. Okay? We want Jesus. And, and no matter where you are, there is hope. But you have to seek Him. Yes. You know, just like in the, when Jesus was here, He healed everyone who came to Him. Do you know, there was not one person that came to him and Jesus said, I'm sorry. <laughs> you are a hard case, you know. <laughs> you know, anyone who came to him got healed. Yes. Amen. That's why not everyone in Jerusalem was healed. Right. Because not everyone came to him. Why? Because not everyone saw him as Messiah. Which meant they didn't have the hope. And that's what our message today to the world. It is the message of redemption. It's not about God is angry at you. God is mad at you. God hates you. God don't like you. And God is going to judge you. That's not the message of the gospel. Yeah, but it says in the Bible. Yeah, it says in the Bible. It also says in the Bible that, that Judas went and hung himself. You know what? I mean, they also say, you go and do likewise. <laughs> Just because it's in the Bible, so to speak, doesn't mean that it was God. Do you understand? You have to understand this. You have to have the heart of God. You know, for example, you heard this thing, God give it and God take it. Have you heard that phrase? Yeah. That, that, that's, that's not God. If you read in the book of Job, the guy who said it, God rebukes him afterwards. God does not take. Do you understand? God gives. Good and perfect gifts. Only good and perfect gifts come from above. Amen? So, so it's important. So redemption... I say I used to say in a different way. I say you have to see everything through the eyes of Jesus. Yeah. Amen. You have to see everything through the eyes of Jesus. I'm telling you, there is nothing that is impossible, because God can redeem it. Yes. If He can make a, a man take a man from the pit of hell, of uh, Jesus, and make him the King of Kings. If you could take Joseph from the pit of prison and make him the prime minister of the greatest nation in the world at the time. If he could transform the whole world at the time, when, when the early church, 
out of simple fishermen. You give your life to Jesus. There is nothing that he cannot do for you. Or with you. And for you. But you will have to go a path. I will have to go a path. That my flesh might not always like. But that's called faith. Amen? That's called faith. And you cannot trust your emotions. Fear makes us do illogical things. Uh, I don't know if we have this. Yeah, have, have we got it in Blackpool? You know, this big tower, I and mean, then there's a glass floor. Have you ever been? You know, what does fear do to us? Illogic. It's like, oh, I don't, I don't dare stepping on that glass floor. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you're standing just next to it. I think that is safe, but the glass floor. Oh, that's fear. But you know what? I saw it in Toronto in the, the CN Tower. All the kids, the small children, they were rolling around on that glass floor. You could look there, you know. But I, me, I stepped out on it. There was a cloud, so I couldn't see anything. When, when the wind came, it blew the cloud away. Ah! <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, and, it, it's, and my reaction is completely illogical. Because like if the next step on the side was more safe than where I stood. That's where, don't trust your emotions. Trust the word. Trust the faith in him. Trust that he is redeeming. It doesn't look like I'm getting redeemed. It doesn't look like it's getting better. It doesn't look like everything cha- no, not anything changed. It doesn't matter. You trust him. And he said he, he, you, it will change. Many of times I can tell you in the walk of faith. Is that in the natural it might not look like things are getting better. And that's the devil. But God is working on your case. Yes. Amen. Okay? You know that sorry, Jacob, from a natural point of view, he, he was living in a famine. You wouldn't think, if you said to me, Jacob, Jacob, you are on a journey to abundance of prosperity. You're going to be have the, the, you're going to have the ear of the most powerful person in the world. He was living in star in famine, and not only that, you're going to see your lost son. Him you thought was dead. He's not dead. You know, from a natural point of view, it looked completely bad, yeah. and the whole process looked bad. That's right. Yeah. Okay. In the, Think about if the process for him to be reunited with his lost son was to give up another son. That was how he saw it from a, from a natural point. Because when, when the brother said, oh, if we, have, we have to go back, we have to bring Benjamin too. But from a natural point of view, it did not look good. But from God's perspective, it was all a process in how to reunite the whole thing. To give Jacob what his heart's desire. So, when, so when, you th- when you see your circumstances are not going according to how you think, don't say it. Yeah, Just say, praise God. All things work out for good for those who love Him. Amen. Amen. And I'm telling you, God is never going to do it the way you're expecting. Yeah. Why? Because when we're all in problem. Because when God is no bigger than what you can understand. You know, when, when I started out in the ministry, I have this year where I live by faith. And many of times, 
<laughs> I, you know, I saw God provide so many times. You know, that was before email. So when I wrote a letter, I had to believe God for a stamp. Can you imagine that? If, if I need milk, I need to believe God for milk. If I need food, I need to believe God for food. That was how I lived for a year. And, and when I, so I saw God come through many, many times. <clears throat> and I remember I was once where I have holes in my shoes. No, not on, no, in the soul. And, and it was like, uh, Denmark is like England. It rains a lot in autumn. So my feet was always wet, but no one could see it, of course. You know, no one go and check the soles of people's shoes. Uh, unless I turned around and let's pray and bow our knees. <laughs> no, I didn't do. <laughs> but I, I remember said, God, you know. And then that afternoon, a friend of mine called me. Said, God, I don't know why. All day, all day, God has said, shoes, shoes, shoes. Do you need shoes? And he lived in the other part of the country. Okay? Do you need shoes? So, yeah. Okay, I will send you 70 pounds. You know, 70 pounds 26 years ago was a lot of money. Uh, and I saw that happen many times. But, but when I told you about when I had to travel from Esbjerg to Olbervis on a coach for hours journey, I didn't have the money. But I knew I had to go. And and I was at the coast station, and I thought someone will turn up around the corner just before the coast was going to take off. I, I already figured it out, because this is how God usually did it. Send someone with the money, but this time the coach came, no one showed up. And the whole side so felt, oh yeah, but there's only one thing I can do, walk in. And this was like in the olden days, you don't buy the tickets on the internet. Or, so when you sit there, and when the, the, the coach driver, he collects, sells the tickets. So when I sat in, I sat at the front, he was at the back. So like if he got kicked, if he kicked me out, it wasn't too embarrassing. You know, it's embarrassing if you're in the back of the coach and get kicked out, everyone sees you. <laughs> so if, I, if I sit at the front, at least... I can, I, can, I can limit the humiliation, okay? And so when he came down, I mean, he said, he said I heard from the back, I was just, Kurt, is that you? Okay, and it turned out, it was our neighbor's son. It was in a house we lived in when I, no, when I was a child, when I was about six or seven years old, when we moved. But where's the, our neighbor's son, he was the coach driver. And he said, I never driven that route before. And this is the only time I'm going to drive it. I usually do the coast journey. You know, in Denmark, it's very popular to go on coast journeys to Italy. Or charter. You know, they don't fly at that time. They, you know, that was before Ryanair. So they, they were on coast journeys to Italy. So he was one of, so his job was to be a coast driver. But because the regular driver was ill, and the one where we serve was ill. So they asked, can you just do that one journey? And there's three journeys a day, but just that one. And he said, you don't need to pay. I said, praise God. <laughs> oh, I knew I had faith. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I can trust in you. Yeah. 
Okay? No, sometimes walking by faith is like the dog on the water. No, you see the dog on the water, very calm, underneath the water. <laughs> <laughs> but above water is very. <laughs> but as I said, what did I learn through these things? You know, these were small risks. And it taught me to trust Him. Yeah. Little by little. And many of times in the natural, it didn't look like. In the natural, my wallet was empty. In the natural, I had no ticket. In the natural, I looked stupid. In natural, I was. But, but Jesus, He did not let me down. Amen? And, and that's where. We, 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 but, but what did my faith, faith build on? Redemption. That He is good. Amen? He is good. And this is what. So, so that the gospel is the good news. Okay? Now, you have to understand that when we, when we talk about the kingdom thing, church is not a hospital. Some people say, you know, like they say, oh, come to Jesus, all you who are tired and weary, <laughs> and come to Dr. Jesus, and he will clean you. No, that's, that's not what church is. Church is a place where heaven and earth meets. Amen? Just like, you know, you and I, we are the church. Yeah. So next time you call someone, hello, it's church. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? Church, fine. <laughs> no, but what it means by that is that when, when we are together, this is a place where heaven and earth meets. Meaning, what is in heaven is possible here. Just like with you, where you are, you bring heaven with you where you are. Amen. Amen. Do, you, do you understand? It's not a hospital. Come with all your wounded and hurt. It's like you know, some some people think church is a war hospital, something like everyone they come in broken legs and no, no. Church is where you get reignited, refueled. To go back into this world armed with the good news, armed with hope. So whenever you see a situation, you see, you bring light, you bring hope. That's why you can say to a beggar on the street, you don't need to stay as a beggar. That's why you can say to a drug addict, you don't need to stay as a drug addict. Amen? Amen. That's, that's hope. Amen. You don't need to say to the killer or whatever, whatever sinner, you don't need to sin. You don't need to stay in that. Why? Because there's a Jesus who redeemed you from all these things. Amen. And as I showed you last week, that the way the devil attacks us, 1 Chronicles 21, is he makes us look at ourselves. In terms of, oh, I'm not good at this. I'm no good at that. I've always been hot-tempered. I've always been impatient. I've always been this. And I've never been good with this. And I've never been good at that. No, he makes you look at yourself. That's what David did. David, he said, oh, let's count the army of Israel. And he says it was satanic attack. 
when we look, we, we call, we have to assess ourselves. It looks, it looks really nice. How do you see yourself? No, 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 don't. How do you see How do you see Jesus? Yeah. That's what it matters. Yeah. How do you see Jesus? How do you see Jesus? Not how do you see yourself? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm from Yorkshire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you can be delivered. <laughs> okay, no. But the thing is, we need to learn to look at him all the time. When people say something that refers to your flesh, you have to make a stand and say, that's not me. Yes. That's the old person. And what you're seeing is just the death process. It doesn't look very dead to me. Yeah, yeah, but it will die. Just wait and see. It's just like when you break a leaf of a plant, it's still green. Yeah. For now. <clears throat> and the devil is trying to make you believe that that old person is still alive. Yes. And that old person is not that bad. And with a little bit of grace of God, that, that, that old person could actually be very good. Oh, you think so? Yeah, I wasn't that bad. I'm not as bad as her over there. No, no, no. That's absolutely right. She is really, really... Yeah. <laughs> and what happens is we get trapped in our own nature. Yeah. Do you understand? But it's gone. Do you know what? It's not your sins that holds you back. It's very often our successes. Yeah. And what we consider as good about us. Yeah. Do you understand? Because we hold on to them. But we throw it all upon the cross. And now, when we give him everything, he gives us everything. Do you understand that? You are a new creation. You're standing on the silver. Standing on the silver. I don't know what situation you're standing in. There's hope. There's hope. And faith is a substance, gives substance to things hoped for. Amen? Amen? Because he said he will never leave me nor forsake me. Okay? So Ephesians 6.15 And your feet shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace. This is my standing. This is my standing. The gospel of peace. Amen? Amen? It's not uh, hellfire and brimstone preaching. The gospel of peace. The gospel of peace. The gospel of peace. Amen. But I don't feel peace. Then you feel warm. I don't feel peaceful. You feel warm. Anything that is not in line with the word of God. Even if you feel it. You feel warm. Don't trust your emotions. Am I not allowed to have emotions? Yes, you are allowed to have all the emotions. But don't let the emotions dictate it to you. Yes. Because you, know, you can, I can get you to feel whole sorts of things without it being real. Okay? What is it called? Lysis. If I start talking next half an hour about lysis, fleas, you will all start. Yeah, the army already started. <laughs> You know, have you seen, so it can be really itchy on your hair, and it's, uh, and it's a little bit thing, uh, oh, and it's, uh, you see, yeah, I can get you all to scratch that, all, you know, because that's how you feel, but you know, it's not real, don't trust that, yeah. that's why the word of God, everything, put it up against that, 
I feel afraid. No? Have you ever thought why are people actually scared of watching something in a movie? <laughs> Have you thought about that? It's not like that thing in the movie, in the TV, jumps out and kills you. My sister she used to every time she watched these horror movies, she used to have a pillow. <laughs> and then, and when she realized it wasn't just the pictures, it was always all the sound. So she was sitting like this. So I said, "Why are you actually sitting here? I'm watching it. No, you're not watching." It. <laughs> and but but think about it. It's completely irrational, isn't it? It's not like that thing can jump out. I remember when, you know, that was before I was a Christian and I was far, far too young to watch that movie, but it was because we had this local cinema and for 10p you could go and watch the movie. It was brilliant. And many of times it was only me and my friend. <laughs> I was the only two in the cinema. So we, I think I was 9 or 10 years old, we watched this uh, ex Exorcist <laughs> in that dark room in the cinema. <laughs> but you know what? We, we, we were like, oh, we but you know what? It's actually irrational. It was just a movie. Do you understand? It, it, it's irrational. It's just an emotion. But at that time, I didn't know what I know now. Don't trust your emotions. Our emotions, most of the times, do you know what? Our emotions will, will always make us want to quit. That's you, even if you know in your head, it's good for you. It was still emotion, you know. Have you ever heard? Uh, have you heard exercise is good for you? Have you ever tried to exercise? Have you heard, have you noticed how quickly your brain starts saying to you, "Stop"? <laughs> have you, it, it happens very quickly. You can't trust your emotions. Okay, you know. Have you ever tried to do push-ups? Uh, after two push-ups, or oh, you you've done one too many now. <laughs> Okay, don't trust your emotions because they, are, they will betray you time and time and time again. And so, so stand on redemption. There's always hope. You can put that on a piece of paper, put it somewhere you can always see it. There's always hope. Amen? Always hope. You are not what the diagnosis says you are. You are not what the society says that you are. You are not what your family says that you are. You are not what your emotions says that you are. You are not what your mistakes says that you are. You are what the Bible says that you are. You are the righteousness of God. And if your father is a king, then you must be a prince, at least. So why do you say I'm no good for anything? The only reason for why you think you are no good for anything, do you know why? It's because you try to be someone else, but you are not. If I try to be a, a basketball player, have you seen some of these basketball? They can hold this basketball like if it's, a, if it's like an orange in their hand. <laughs> Carry for a bottle. Have you seen them? No, I, I would have one benefit. I don't need to go around them. I can run through them <laughs> under their legs or something like that. Do you understand? But the only times when we, 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 we become no good at is when we try to become something we are not. When we come, you know, you will be a very copy, bad copy of someone else. 
Do you know, in war, you don't need just one kind of soldier. Do you understand? Wars are one with all different kinds of people. I was just watching this again, this movie, what is it called? You probably heard about an imitation game about uh, Bletchley Park. Have you heard about that? You know, these women saved more lives than many soldiers did. They say that this Bletchley Park, uh, uh, you know, um, they shaped two to four years of World War II because of their not, because of they broke the German codes. <coughs> do, you, do you understand? In the wars of war, but the problem is we try to be like someone else. But you will never be the best that God wants you to be if you try to be the best of what God wants someone else to be. Yeah. Amen? All you have to do is just to shine love upon them. Not try to become like them. Amen? Amen. Do you know? Don't try to be the next Benny Hinn or Catherine Kuhlman or Billy Graham or whoever you try to copy. Be you. Amen. The world needs you. Not, not you trying to be something else. They need you. Yes. Yeah. We, uh, no, we, we just love to be told we are unique. But we, we, we're all striving to become similar. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, oh, tell me how wonderful I am. Yeah, but I keep trying to become like him. No, you, you know, you actually have the, you know, where you need courage is to be who you realize God sees you as you are. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen? Not as how you think God thinks you should be, but how God thinks you should be. Don't be a bad copy of someone else. Be an original. Okay? I'm nearly finished now. Okay. So, the good news, so, the, your, so, so back to this thing about the, the full armor of God. The full armor of God is revelations. Okay? Is revelations. That the helmet of salvation no, the truth, the belt of truth, is all revelations of Jesus. Amen? Amen. So, don't quit. Amen? Amen. Pursue it. There is hope. What if I make a mistake? Then rise up again. Yeah. Do you know, you only failed if you quit. If you try again, you just practiced. Amen? Some, uh, you know, like you heard me say this, sometimes you win, sometimes you learn. So you still want to learn? No, I want to win. <laughs> I don't want to learn anything, I just want to win. And, and I never understood this thing in our society. Now, now you're not allowed to win. No, no one wants to get into anything if you can't win. I don't want to play any game if I can't win. Okay? I will even cheat if, I, if that makes me help winning. <laughs> there, there is no mercy, you know. So like when... No, anyway, no, I don't want to go into this thing. Okay. Anyway, so... Look at the gold. First in yourself. And then in others. Yes, I know. Do you know what? You will find that when we criticize... 
no, it's not like a uh, like rule made in concrete, but very often what we are unhappy with with other people is very often what we are unhappy with ourselves. Okay? That's why the Bible says, love your neighbor as you love yourself. So you have to love yourself first. It's like in the airplane. What do we say? If the oxygen mask comes down, don't give it to a child first. Put it on yourself first. No, you have to love yourself. So you go home, look at yourself in a mirror. I love you. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I have a discount for new mirrors. Just come to me. We will all crack tonight. <laughs> but you know that the reason for many of these preachers who preach all this uh, terrible thing about it, and you don't have to do this, is because they don't love themselves. So they, what happened? They're projecting it. Okay? No, love yourself. Amen. Yeah, but I'm supposed to love Jesus. Yeah, yeah, I know. But you have to see how much he loves you. You know, when you can love yourself, you can love others. Yes. Amen. And that's really the biggest exercise is to love yourself. You know, many of times people who are the most giving and loving people towards others is very often a result of the lack of love for themselves. It can be. No, I'm not always, but it can be. Yes. So they compensate. But Jesus wants you to love yourself. Amen. That's why like when, when I, in the early churches, in the 60s, 70s, you are not allowed to, women are not allowed to wear makeup. I'm telling you. They asked Hagen about that. Are women allowed to wear makeup? He said, how can I be against anything that do good? <laughs> Have you ever seen a woman without makeup? <laughs> That's why I got white hairs. Many years ago I went for this working thing and I don't know if it's still, it's probably still the same. But in a survival kit for a fighter pilot, you know a fighter pilot, you know Top Gun, right. Tom Cruise. Yes. <laughs> Do you know in the survival kit it, that if they got shot down behind enemy lines, there is a shaver. Uh. I thought, uh, that doesn't, why? Wouldn't it have been better to put some extra bullets in or something like that? But the, this pilot, he said, you know, if you don't look after yourself, no, keep making that selfish, you most likely won't survive. Yeah. Do you know, what do you see with addicts? People who don't like them, they neglect themselves. Okay? What, 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 what is the biggest change when you see people meeting Jesus? They start looking after themselves. The man who haven't had a shower for years suddenly got a shower. Okay? Brushed his teeth or whatever it may be. You know, and suddenly, why? Because that's where it starts. You need to love yourself. Amen? Amen. 
Yeah, but I, I, I don't feel comfortable loving myself. So how, how should anyone else love you in? <laughs> if you can't love yourself, just like when I was in politics as a young, I was so humble. <coughs> there was an election. I was, I was a candidate. I was so humble. I didn't vote for myself. How can I vote for myself? I lost with one vote. <laughs> and, and when I realized... If I can't vote for myself, how can I expect others to vote for me? But, but I was like so humble, you know, like, uh, no, 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 I don't feel good voting for myself, you know, I just put a blanket, you know, how dumb was I? Okay, but we, we very often are like that as believers too. Yeah. So love yourself. And when you can do that, you love others. But, but more importantly, subtly, you can receive love. That's good, amen. Do you understand? Many people who can't receive love from us is because they don't love themselves. Yeah. That's why. So they build a wall around them and they think it's protection but actually that wall of protection becomes a prison. Yeah. If, you know, if you go to South Africa now if you see you know, mid-class houses it looks like small prisons now because of they're protecting themselves. Right. But we don't realize we're living in a prison. Oh, you're free! There are barbed wire all around their houses and, you know, like downstairs here, there are bars around the window. Yeah, we are free! <laughs> okay? And, and many of us can be like that in our hearts. And that's where, as a when the devil comes in and says, you can't love yourself. You can't love yourself. You can't. You should love Jesus. Yeah, yeah that's true. But you, if you love Jesus and you see the love of Jesus, you will learn to love yourself. Amen? Amen. You know, in, when you get married, don't, you know, they say in the world, oh, you're my missing part. <laughs> you are the, you, are, you fill the hole in my heart. <laughs> Up until I met you, there was a, there was a, there was a hole here. But you are my, uh, you know, this is my better part. Have you heard all these things? Uh, yes. <laughs> no, 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 no. If you are not whole, don't get married. <laughs> okay, because the problem with you know, as I told you, with marriage is multiplication. You know, so so if you multiply a half and a half, you get a quarter. You're worse off. Do you understand? But when you multiply one with one. You get what? One. One. Oh, you can all pass GCSE maths now. (laughs) But so so and and but so so it's so vital. I believe that the reason for the church, the world looks at the church as we are angry at the world, is because, and of course I talk general now, that the church don't love themselves. You know, you try and go through Leeds on a Saturday afternoon. I don't know if it's only Leeds citizen, but go through Leeds citizen to go down through the pedestrian area. You can go, you, you know, just five minutes walk, you can go everywhere from hell to that Jesus walks and thinks you're amazing. You know, just in one walk. You need to win Jesus here. I mean, oh, Jesus. You know, just in one walk. And, and yeah, we, are so, uh, we all love Jesus, you know. I, before I knew that, I used to preach sermons like when we were in this other church. Where, so I, I, so I, could, I could hear preachers and I probably done it myself too. So, ah, you need to repent. You need to. Do you think? And then, you know, and then I say that in law. 
know, it's simple. And you're thinking, if that is love, don't love me. Okay? And it's so important. Every, you know, all robbers, relate all robbers. Do you know why people attacked him? Because he made a statement that, that God is a good God. And when Christians said, why are you saying that? You know, when you preach healing, who gets sick, angry at you? They're sick. You know, I was at the mission to London in 92. There was a whole army of people in wheelchairs demonstrating against the healing crusade outside. When, when, when I preach about money, who gets upset? Those who need it. Okay? And, but, so, so, we, it's really, so when we're talking about a revelation of Jesus, it's really a, a revelation of a subtlety. You, you learn to love yourself. Yeah. You learn to accept who you are. Do you know that many of times, no, I, I can care, we can take that another time. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask you to, to help each one of us on this journey. Reveal each one of us that we are new creations. We are not bound by our old person, our own personality. It is crucified with Jesus. And we thank you that when we are crucified with you, Jesus, we are also resurrected with you. In the name of Jesus, pray. Amen. Amen.